Time to get started. It's the morning routine with Rocky and Sarah. On 98.7 WNNS. Jay speaks on his teacher's influence and how one specifically played an integral role uh, in his development. Listen to this. Did you have a teacher that had an impact on you yeah. when you were little? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Miss Lowen was my sixth grade teacher. In the sixth grade, I was reading on a 12th grade level. Mine, mine came back like that. So it was like, and, and that grade. excited me, like, because everyone was excited. Miss Lowen, she was excited. I remember the feeling of it felt like me riding my bike at four. The way people reacted to that, yes. it was. I was like, "Then you feed off of that." Yeah, of course. Gosh, yeah. I'm getting praise. Let, yeah. me do, let me do that again. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I feel that. While Jay's interview with King also highlighted his three decades career uh, at his book of uh, HOV exhibit at the Brooklyn Library, um, Jay's music triumphs, business wins, and philanthropic deeds are all spotlighted at the library, which will be available for fans to visit until uh, won't be. Exactly. I'm sorry. Till next month. Do you have a um, a teacher like that, Mr. Jones? Mr. Jones. Yeah, Mr. Jones, my band teacher. Your band teacher. He was awesome. Mr. Voss, my choir teacher, was that. For yeah. Me. And uh, Steve Meerdink, my theater teacher. Yeah. Just inspiring and awesome and yeah. Good and they people. had your back. Yeah. That was awesome. Yep. A Taylor Swift-themed cruise ship will set sail from South Florida next year. Good God. Oh, yeah. In the My Cruise Era trip is a four-night Bahamian cruise organized by travel agents and self-proclaimed Swifties of Marvelous Mouse Travels. Departing October 21st, the day after Swift's third and final concert date at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens. Oh, the allure, they've so got they it all set up. So they can go from Miami right onto this cruise. They got it all set oh, up. Oh my God. Strategery. Yep. The allure of the seas will take Swifties to Coco Cay. Royal Caribbean's private island and Nassau before returning to Port Miami. Swift theme activities include friendship bracelet swapping, themed dance parties and karaoke. Oh my god. Taylor trivia nights, era's outfits. Prices range from $1,573 for an interior room to $1,967 for an ocean view balcony. Oh. Anyone interested can complete a stateroom request form on the agency's website. Goodness. Goodness. <laughs> that, I mean, that's overload. It's not overload. It's overload for me, not for other people. I mean, you know it's going to sell Swifties. out. It's going to sell out. It's probably already sold out. Who's got our Swifty fan, our big Swifty who came yeah, in? Yeah, Lydia. Lydia's going to be all over it, I'm Lydia, sure. Lydia, I hope, will be all over it. We'll have to have her back in and talk about this. Yeah. This is wild. Wow. Yep. I won't be going on that cruise. Nor will I. <laughs> Dell reportedly filed paperwork last week to trademark a new company called the Shellborn Collective Limited. The approval will allow her to create and launch her own makeup and beauty products, which is pretty cool. A lot of people doing this. The mirror claims uh, the potential products will include eyeshadows and eyeliner oh. meant uh, to help fans recreate Adele's signature winged eyeliner look. Hmm, I didn't know she had that. That's what she's got. It's she, signature. It's signature for sure. It's the morning routine with Rocky and Sarah, Rocky and Sarah. on 98.7 WNNS. Are you a doomsday prepper? 
Uh, no. Do you think about doomsday kind of thoughts? Or you're yeah. a head in the sand kind of person. No, I mean, I definitely think about doomsday, but if it's going to happen, it's going to happen, and there's nothing I can do about it. Oh, there's plenty you can do about it, like these doomsday preppers. Yeah. I don't know. Well, let, let's just, let me walk you through what you can do. Okay. Um, Doomsday Prepper, uh, the specific one who has built a bunker, said that uh, she spent, see, it's a she, you're a she. Okay. 75 grand to prepare for nuclear disaster. <laughs> okay. And, and like, was, the thing is, we're all making fun of it, and then we're all going to want to go to Rowan McKenzie's house, uh, you know, when... Uh, Everything hits the fan. What's up, Rowan McKenzie? Remember, did we go to high school together? How many people can you fit in there, huh? <laughs> I'm just one large adult male who will eat you through all of your resources. <laughs> can I have your baked beans? <laughs> Rowan, uh, beans give you gas. Uh, you probably don't want to eat those. I'll take them. <laughs> Is there an air filtration uh, system in here? I have to go to the bathroom. You would be the worst. I would be the worst person to be in the apocalypse with. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm getting hangry. I've watched everything on Netflix. There's nothing left. I am over this doomsday apocalypse. Yeah, people would turn on me real quick. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'd be good eating, at least, you know. I'd be good eating. There's no uh, arguing that. Rowan McKenzie has been prepping her home for 12 years because of fear of an emergency stemming from a war between Israel and Palestine. Oh, okay. It's not just going to be between Israel and Palestine. This is world. We're talking about World War III, oh, nuclear holocaust, right? Great. Now, with several wars and uh, a strain on the economy across the globe, the prepper, Rowan, has taken new measures to ensure her family is kept safe. And she has spent, like we said, seventy-five grand on her stockpile in total. She spent wow. over ten thousand on having the underground space built uh, into the basement of her home. Okay, cool. Where she uh, keeps food and water, as well as uh, defense weaponry. Oh my God, this is like uh, what's the movie with Kevin Bacon with uh, underground worms? Tremors. Tremors. It's like the oh my couple gosh. in Tremors. <laughs> she explained, "I'm prepping as a whole for war, inflation, nuclear disaster, and all out chaos." Like your friend with the anarchy. That's who she's prepping from. The anarchy guy. The price of everything has gone up so much, and I needed to ready myself as well as my family for any disaster situation our stock should last us a year or more once used and not replenished and i've had new plans made uh, to build a second bunker in case oh one is gosh. compromised you know we make fun of her but no she i know that's totally what i'm gonna... saying that's what i'm saying she's gonna have the place to go i was thinking about instantly chris hartsook he has those underground bunkers oh They're yeah like, but i just would call him in carlinville and be like look I have a rental, but I want to be safe. In the back of this rental, can you uh, dig a 20 uh, by 20 foot bunker? It's the morning routine with Rocky and Sarah on 98.7 It's who I am not to, you know, really offend people. And I try and I'm always conscious of it and hopefully I don't. But if I do, I tell them I'm sorry, you know. You know that was... Yes. Chris Tucker. Yeah. 98.7 WNNS. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. It's the morning routine with Rocky and Sarah. Sunny day out there. Gotta love it. Well, 
Actor and comedian Chris Tucker was being interviewed and spoke about keeping his comedy show edgy amid cancel culture. This is what uh, he had to say. So now that we're in like the age of what they call cancel culture, how do you make sure that your comedy is still authentic to your true stuff, but you like don't offend too many people? Well, that's my whole goal. You know, I want everybody who comes to my show to to laugh, have fun, to learn something, to learn about what I'm thinking about. And, and then what got me to, you know, uh, my my point in life and, or success or whatever you want to call it, my philosophy and all this stuff. So it's who I am not to, you know, really offend people. And I try and I'm always conscious of it and hopefully I don't. But if I do, I tell them I'm sorry, you know, because it's definitely going to be a little, it, my show is edgy a little bit, not, but not too edgy. I don't go, you know, I don't need to go too far with uh, any uh, stuff. I, I can be funny without that and can be uh, interesting and good without that. So, I, I think uh, my whole thing, I am conscious of not trying to hurt anybody's feelings that's in the crowd because I want them to laugh and have fun. So. You know, it's funny. I went to David Sedaris reading uh, in Iowa City of his, and he's a famous writer, and, you know, his comedy is pretty edgy as well, very unapologetic. Mm-hmm. And, um I went up to get my book signed and I asked him, I was like, how do you navigate this current environment when you're talking about your comedy? And he's like, well, what you got to do is become famous. And then, you know, you have your following and you can just do it to them and nobody cares. Right. And I was like, okay, well, that's uh, easier said than that. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Sedaris. It's simple. Just get famous. <laughs> right. No big deal. <laughs> okay. Whoa. <sighs> Kansas City Chiefs star Travis Kelsey and the Philadelphia Eagles, Jason Kelsey, are teaming up for a Christmas song. Come on. That's great. (laughs) Yeah. Travis is lending his voice to a track on the upcoming Eagles holiday album, a Philly special Christmas special. Yeah, of course he is. Singing a duet with his brother, Jason. The Kelsey Christmas song is called Fairytale in Philadelphia. Nice. Is available today ahead of the next month's uh, full album release. Fantastic. Proceeds from the album will go toward the Children's Crisis Treatment Center and Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. This is really nice. Yes. The first album from the Eagles lineman, a Philly special Christmas raised $1.25 million for charity last year. That's huge. Do you want to hear it? (laughs) Yes. Let's see what they have. Come on. You are handsome. You are pretty. You're the king of South Philly. When the band finished playing, they howled out for more. The letters were swinging. All the drums they were singing. We fought on a corner and danced through the night. The sound of the steel rage is wild. We're going to let the chief steal the show? No. <laughs> the wait is over. Back to the morning routine with Rocky and Sarah on 98.7 WNNS. It's the morning routine with Rocky and Sarah. Welcome to the weirdness. Uh, we're having fun this morning. Look, this uh, is beautiful. I love, uh, I've had, um, you know, we have uh, stationers uh, here. Uh, our own Kyle who, uh, you know, had a hard time getting pregnant. And, uh, you know, he, I, I wouldn't say that unless I knew that he, you know, documented online sure, his entire yeah. journey. Mm-hmm. But it's it's wild. And um, it's a beautiful thing when it finally happens. You know yes. what I mean? And this Owens family, let me tell you about the Owens family. They seem like real salt of the earth people. 
And there's this whole video of this event that we're going to talk about right now. But I only have like the final audio portion of it. So I'm going to do my best to do it justice. They're from Atlanta, Georgia for the layman. And uh, they're going to be finally welcoming their first biological child, a sibling to their four adopted children. uh, And they've been trying for 15 years. 15 years they've been trying. Now, Bree Owens, she's a stay-at-home mom, announced the surprise to her husband, Stephen, on camera. She dropped the news that a pregnancy test she'd taken earlier had come back positive. And after a slight pause, the couple can be heard just completely, like, breaking down in sobs. So this is definitely, you know, it might be one of those things where if in the car you have, you know, some handkerchiefs or whatever the Kleenex handy, you might need to dab because uh, this is super sad. So in the video, they're talking about, they're obviously like rearranging their house. And um, the the four, four kids, adopted kids, you can, you know, hear in the background. And they're trying to figure out this decision of like what to do with this one room. And all of the sudden, Bree says, well, what if I was pregnant? And he's like, <laughs> like, okay, we'll talk hypotheticals, sure. Yeah. You know, and he goes into it, and she, you like, you can kind of hear the excitement in her voice. And uh, he's like, well, that would be kind of crazy. You know, he starts to like actually think about it and turn to it maybe being a real thing. He's like, because, you know, this kid would be one, and, you know, she'd be going through it kind of with us, and like, oh my God, that'd be wild. And then it picks up right here. Um, well, I took a test. <laughs> That's positive. <laughs> I mean, he like hyperventilates. This is a joke. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> I had like five minutes to think about it. <laughs> I'm a hypothetical. No, you want to see? <laughs> so it goes from this guy, like, you know, strong, confident dude. Yeah. And he like crumbles like broccoli. It's the morning routine with Rocky and Sarah. Rocky and Sarah. On 98.7 WN. Some people are separatists and like all of their things separate. Hmm. Uh, some people just pile everything on and just kind of like get a bite of potatoes with cranberry, turkey, and Mush it stuffing together. and all just take one big bite, which is, tends to be me, I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Carrie said, uh, yes, we cran. And so uh, with a canned cranberry <laughs> sauce, I love that. Great gift. Sarita said, can, who has time to do the other? Well, yeah, unless you're all coming together and doing like one thing. Uh, True. I can see. But yes, who has time, Serena? Uh, Corey said, neither. I honestly don't like cranberry sauce. I wowed that. Uh, Seth said, canned. It's cheap and delicioso. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Joey said, they can cran it where the sun don't shine. Oh. I wouldn't feed it to my dogs. Oh. Joey. 
Well, my Joey. God. I'd feed it to my dog. Actually, it might make them sick, so I probably wouldn't. Maybe not. Maybe not. Mickey said, canned preferred. Ocean Spray used to have a canned cranberry raspberry one, but I cannot find it in the last few years. My grandmother used to make a great relish. Relish is, is like the real stuff that had oranges, nuts, and cool whip. Uh, it was really good. That does sound good. Maybe, Sounds kind of like what your mom's doing. I was going to say, maybe it's the same thing that my mom makes. But with grapes, I've never heard. I mean, it sounds good with grapes. It's super good with grapes. Uh, David said, neither. That's no good taste. And I said, well, uh, what if it's a cookie? Because this guy likes cookies. <laughs> he said it would have to be really good. Uh, Becky said, both. Gotta love both. Okay. Um, okay, so here's Tim's answer. And Tim has the answer that I think probably is the best answer. Uh, real for the dinner. So he likes the real cranberries, the relish, you know, maybe a little orange zest, whatever people do um, for dinner, but canned so you can slice it for the turkey sandwiches the next day and day after that and day after that and day after that. He's got a strategy. Tim, I love you. And I have no qualms saying that. I love you. <laughs> Denise said, real, it's so easy. Uh, Philip canned, Suzanne, real. Teresa, I like them both, but would uh, rather have real. Uh, Sally said, both I really like with orange zest. Yeah, the orange zest. Uh, I like in the, the relishes or the natural cranberry sauces that I've had. I like the orange zest. Help me out. Yes. Orange zest. Do you squeeze the orange or is it the it's zest like the of appeal? It's the zester. It's the zest of appeal. It's the zest. Okay. The zester. That's not too tangy. It's not too... Well, you don't like cover it in it. You just put a little zest a goes little, a long way. A little zest. Just a little zest. A dash a of the zest. sprig of zest. A dash of the zest. <laughs> yes. I like sprig better, but whatever. Well, fine. <laughs> fine. You take sprig, I'll take dash. Kathy tomato, said. Tomato, <laughs> And uh, Jeannie said, no cranberry real or canned. All caps. So she really feels that strongly about that. <laughs> Intense. Uh, Mr. Hartsook or Hot Rod um, <laughs> said neither. Gina uh, said can't. Uh, I love it year round. Yeah, it's very good, this stuff. Mm. Diane said neither for me, but my husband loves it either way. Nice. Michelle said both. Craig said neither. It's the morning routine with Rocky and Sarah on 98.7 WNNS. Have you hit the wall yet? Have you have you hit the wall your first time of the day yet, or are you still are you doing good? I don't think I've even gotten to the wall yet. <laughs> I don't even think I've gotten to the part where I've gotten to the, before the wall. Right. I'm still waking up. Correct. Well, people 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 typically <laughs> uh, hit the wall around 2:36 p.m. Huh. And that's coinciding with the post lunch slump. Uh, it's interesting. I eat lunch at like 10:30, 11. Right. Um, so we're a little different. We're just, our hours are pushed up a little bit. Yeah. See, my slump usually comes around 1 p.m. That's yeah. when I'm... Ugh, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> That's when everybody stays away from Sarah. That's right. And she does her thing. A poll of 2,000 adults, this is just the perfect sample size, finds that employees typically face three big dips in their energy throughout the day. That makes sense. You know, three parts of the day, three big dips. 12% report experiencing their first slump before 9 a.m. Hmm. Right after the show is my first slump. Really? Yeah. It's like, you know, we're doing the show. It's it's your high energy for a good portion of four hours. And then it's like, gosh. 
See, I can't slump because I still have those extra two hours where I have to hang out on the well, show. Well, I'm sorry for you. <laughs> I I slump. So um, that's mine. And then probably again, yeah, around one o'clock. Um, so I try and hit the gym either in between my first and second slump or second and third slump. Yeah, I try to hit the gym too. <laughs> <laughs> um, people blame this this before 9 a.m. slump on their uh, drive to work. The drive like calms them down. Oh, okay. Gets them, gets them uh, you know, chill. Now, the impact of these energy declines apparently is significant. For example, 21% have found themselves crying. Oh. Oh, my God. Hmm. And 19% have had arguments with their partners during those low energy period times. I can attest to I that. I can attest to that as well. Yeah. You go first. Okay. So when I get, I don't get hangry. You know how people get hungry, angry? I mm-hmm. get tangry. I get tired, angry. <laughs> I get very tired, angry. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. in a bad mood when I'm tired. Just yeah. get away from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, You know, Brian Bennett, I'm sorry, because I don't see that side of you. You know, you go home and you're tired. And that's the same with my wife, too. You know, it's like everybody sees the best of you, and then you go home and you're just like, Comfort! Exactly. My poor husband. I know, it's the worst. It's the worst. I'm sorry. Yeah, but we, my wife and I, drove to work when we were living in uh, Arizona together, and we decided to drive separately after like six months because it was like, we're just arguing. Like, this is just like, you want to listen to different music, and it's, yeah, it was just like every morning we bickered. We were like, let's just drive separate. Yeah. Have our own drive. Good idea. 19% have canceled social plans. 16% have forgotten important commitments. And 15% have admitted to yelling at their children. Aww. Well, I haven't yelled at my children because I don't have them, but I've definitely done the other things. <laughs> this song goes out to our employee of the week. We'll work hard to make you happy. The best things in life are free. The Morning Routine with Rocky and Sarah on 98.7 WNNX.